Welcome back to the seventh episode of Bailey Chase Search for Truth. Happy to be here with you today on Juneteenth. I know you probably won't hear this for a couple of weeks, but uh, here we go. Man, uh, it's it's been a little while, uh, at least six months since the last episode. A lot has been going on in, in life, some, some good, some challenging. What an adventure, right? Uh, so about six months ago, we, we moved into a new house. So all of the audio equipment went away, went missing, went, <laughs> went into the garage. And then actually 2020 got off to a really nice start on the career front and was kind of bouncing back from show to show here in, in LA, which was a nice change of pace to be working from home. Really enjoyed that. And then, uh, and then three months ago, it all came to a crashing halt with COVID and wait for it. If that wasn't enough, then, uh, then everything else started happening with the protests and the riots, all things that I wanna get into in this episode. Thank you for coming back and I'm excited to get into today's episode. So whether or not you just wanna call it a coincidence or something more, I happen to be recording this episode on Juneteenth to be completely honest, before now, I, I never knew what that was and what it meant. And now, given the current climate here uh, in, in the U.S., I'm, I'm very aware. Uh, I had no idea what had transpired in Tulsa uh, so long ago in our American history and culture and what happened. And I think it's great that we're shining a light on it now. We need to rectify the past and do what we can today to make for a better future. And if not for our generation, then the next generation and the one after that and the one after that. It's funny, I, I went back to the last episode, which is titled Gratitude. Definitely in the, in the back half of that episode, I just, I just wanted to pick up where I left off and, and maybe help connect some dots. It's interesting that I was talking about some racial inequality and some changes that I've seen here in Hollywood in terms of casting and their hiring practice. And this has been going on for the last few years out here. And I know LA isn't exactly indicative of what's happening in, in the rest of the country, 
Uh, maybe maybe things tend to happen a little bit sooner out here, and then you know whatever works makes its way across the heartland and the eastern seaboard. But I, I started to talk about you know diversity casting, and you know when I was growing up and coming through school, affirmative action was a big thing, and now it's it's all about Black Lives Matter. And to go back on that a little bit, um, you know when you think about Colin Kaepernick and him taking a knee during the national anthem and a handful of other players. And, and it create, created a huge uproar and outcry across America. And everybody just assumed that they were disrespecting the flag and, and not for nothing, myself included. I, I took it personal. I took offense. I did not understand why they would do that. And so here we are with the benefit of hindsight and a few years and also taking it upon myself to educate myself and what this movement means and what they're protesting. And I get it and I agree with it 100%. Uh, it has nothing to do with the flag. I know I had uh, <laughs> voiced my opinion on some other social media platforms recently and a lot of people came, came out of the woodworks and told me to shut up and I didn't have a right to opinion and how I was wrong and this and that. and. You know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm thankful for that experience. The, uh, the old me, the Bailey Chase from 10 years ago, before I was married, before I was a father, I, I would have reacted very differently. I would have reacted emotionally in the moment and gotten, gotten into, you know, one of those strange Twitter uh, wars that nothing productive comes out of. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be here right now and have the perspective that I do. I was able to, to be a spiritual gangster and to rise above those, those negative emotions and separate myself from the frustration and the anger and the personal attacks that, that I was receiving and to just come, at, come back at those people with, with love, with some objectivity to just say, hey, you know, this is how I feel. This is how I see it. I respect you, I respect your opinion, and I understand you know, that, that it doesn't have to sync up with mine. You, you don't have to think like me for me to respect you. you know, I, I don't know these people, I just see their tweets, I just see their posts, and uh, you know, who, who am I to judge? Their circumstances, their situation could be very different from mine. Their childhood could, be very, could have been very different than mine. Um, their parents very different than mine. So what, what do I know? But what can I do right here today in this moment? I, I can rise above that. Uh, I, I can speak with a full heart and a clear mind and just try to be a positive force for change to help bring people together. You know, what else was also interesting was right after I made a comment about a lack of leadership in this country, because I felt with COVID that we were getting, you know, as, as citizens in America, we're, we're looking to our leaders, okay, right? We're, we're just give us the information. We know coronavirus is bad. It's a pandemic. What can we do? Okay, I know, you know, I know we will rally together and we will do together whatever needs to be done. And the problem I feel like, at least in the beginning, was there were all of these mixed messages. So it was, you know, don't stay home, stay home, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And that's when, you know, we as a nation were, you know, 
We're looking to the White House. We're looking to our president. We're looking for leadership. Please bring us together. This is a, a crisis, a pandemic. People are dying. Thousands of people are dying. Hundreds of thousands of people. And, you know, at this point, it, you know, had already kind of swept through China and was sweeping through Europe. And now it's here in America. And we just needed to know what to do. And, and my frustration was that we were not getting any clear signals. And I voiced that in a post on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are interested, can, can go check it out. But um, most of it was, was not kind. I should also add that it, it certainly was not all negative e either. A lot of people came out. They thanked me for voicing my opinion, whether they agreed with it or not. Uh, they respect me. They thanked me for speaking up for individuals who either cannot speak up for themselves. And to me, at the end of the day, that's what leadership's all about. It's for those who are in a position of power, those who have a voice to stand up and look out for those who need help the most. So then to take it a step further, right after the pandemic, even though obviously we're still kind of in it, even though states are opening, businesses are reopening, coronavirus is still a very real thing that we're dealing with every day. Uh, we now have Black Lives Matter. We're addressing things like systemic racism. We had the protests, then we had some riots. We continue to have more protests. We're starting to see police officers being arrested, going to jail. And I'm not saying all police officers. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's not all police officers are bad. I know a lot of great police officers who are great people and I have the utmost respect for them. I mean, I think everybody has the best intentions when they go in to a profession like that to protect and serve. And unfortunately, like in any group, there are going to be a few bad apples. And those, you know, those are the officers that we got to weed out. Those are the officers that we need to focus on, to retrain, to recondition, to let them know that the old way of doing business is not okay. It's not acceptable anymore. So if we're going to change, then why not now? I was actually thinking about the title of this episode and, and, and nothing was jumping to the front of my brain, but, but I think I, I just found it and, and changed because that's where we are right now as, as a country. It's time to hit the reset button. And you know, it, it, it's not just racial inequality that we're resetting. There's been a lot of stuff going on recently. I mean, but before COVID, we had the fires, half of Australia was burning. So we got some climate change. We have a presidential election coming up at the end of the year. Uh, we've got the Supreme Court weighing in. And, you know, again, my personal opinion, but I'm, I'm very in favor of, uh, of what has transpired this week. Um, for those of you who don't know, my, my mother uh, was, was gay. She spent the last 20 years of her life with another woman. They were married, although the marriage wasn't legally recognized. I know my mom felt a lot of shame. She felt a lot of guilt. And at the end of the day, you know, it's just not fair. You know, love, love is love. Nobody should have to feel that way. Nobody should have to feel less than because they love someone from the same sex. If you're a man and you love another man, great. If you're a woman and you love another woman, great. If you're transgender, you know, that, that's okay too. That, that's not something that I 100% completely understand, 
but I do have 100% empathy and I want to understand and I want to be that there for that person. The last thing I want to do is make that person feel uh, maybe more insecure or more confused than they already are, already are. Coming back to leadership, like that's what we need. That's the voice that we need right now in this country. We need people standing up, people bringing us all together, not dividing us. There's all this stuff with, you know, the Confederacy and the Confederate flag and the neo-Nazis and the alt-right. And it's just tearing us all apart. And here I am recording this, uh, this, this, this podcast um, in a closet because the, uh, the sound is, is better in here. I'm doing it because it's important. I don't do it because I'm, I'm getting paid. I'm not making money doing this. I'm standing up and I'm saying, this is what I believe in. This is my opinion. This is what our country needs. Let's go. Keep your head above water, but don't forget to breathe. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears for a little bit. Um, let's let's take it down a notch, and let's talk a little bit about what's going on in uh, in work. I had a nice little run on on SWAT, which was cool. I tend to get cast a lot in in the law enforcement kind of roles, and uh, you know I I love it. I had, I had fun, even though I wasn't part of the main SWAT team on this one. I was ex-military and, you know, whatever. We were doing this private security and that's what a lot of those guys do and, you know, special ops this and that. And and that rolled right into uh, starting something on, on The Rookie, uh, which was literally right before the stay at home. Uh, all that started happening. That show just got renewed. So, uh, you know, knock wood, I'll, I'll be going back there when everything, you know, kind of calms down a bit and we can all get back to work. And then I had also tested for, for the lead of a, a new pilot, right? And so that's a, the first episode of a new show that then has to get picked up and then go to series and then see what happens. But that was a little out of the box for me as uh, this comedy, as playing a dad. Uh, had nothing to do with law enforcement or, or military. It was one of those shows that just kind of reaches in and grabs your heart and puts kind of our human nature and our society under the microscope and just gives you an inside view on how we get to navigate that world. Fingers crossed again that, that maybe when everything kind of picks back up that we can have a, a real shot at, at doing that pilot and see if we can't get it on the air. I know many of you were bummed as, as I was bummed, but also agree with the decision is the right thing to do that Longmire Day has got canceled this year. Uh, originally they pushed it back and then it was going to be in August and it's still, it's still too soon. I mean, how, you know, how do you do a fan event with thousands of people and not have risk of, of spreading COVID? You know, again, it being June 19th means that uh, someone's holding a uh, political rally tomorrow in Oklahoma. And again, like I, I get it, I guess, but me personally, I think it's really, it's really bad idea. You know what, why are we going to get thousands of people together to have a political rally in the middle of a pandemic where you can spread the virus? I just, you know, I just don't get it. So again, this isn't me trying to take sides, but I do have a voice and this is me using my platform to just use common sense and to stand up and say, hey, can, you know, 
can we just put all of our differences aside for once? Can we do that, please? And can we all just try to come together? And can we try to live in peace and harmony? Can we all just be equals? Can we not see black, white, Latino, Asian? Can we just see human person, my brother, my sister, my neighbor? Is that really so hard? That's what I'm asking for. That's what Search for Truth is all about. That's what Spiritual Gangster was all about. You know, it was my journey with all of these lessons that I've learned along the way. And even though it's, it's for everybody, but it's really for that next generation, that young adult in their 20s who's trying to figure it all out. And it's just a little bit of a roadmap to say, hey, it's okay not to have all the answers. It's okay not to understand this. It's okay to feel different, but then don't hide that side of you. Don't bury that side. Shine some light on it and let's, let's get in there and try to understand it. We can do that in a community where we're all equal and we all come together. Since I've started to become more vocal on social media the last few weeks, I've been getting more private messages, people asking me personal questions about my religion and beliefs. And, you know, I answer them. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to answer them. I'm not hiding anything. It's pretty much always the same. And, and it's interesting because, for example, some Christians, a couple of dudes have reached out and they also say they, they don't agree how, you know, if you're Catholic, that you look down on Protestant religions or if you're this or one, another one was a Baptist. And he's like, I don't like how my religion doesn't accept, you know, say Protestant or Episcopalian or, you know, or, or someone who's not a Christian then can't get to heaven. Like, no, that's not it. That's, that's, you're, you're, you're missing it. You're, you're putting up walls, you're dividing. And my hope and my dream is, is to take those walls away and to just surrender and be and to not judge and to listen and to come together. We're all equals. So again, to review, I, I know this is a different tone. You know, I've been off the microphone for a little bit and I have a lot to say. I, I just think that this is a, a very important time in history and that we have an opportunity to change things right now and that we really just need to take the action. And so just to kind of review, I, you know, I'm not supporting the people who are going out and rioting. I am supporting those who are protesting peacefully and exercising their free right of speech, the right of free speech. I support the players who want to take a knee during the anthem. They're not disrespecting the flag. They're not disrespecting the anthem. They're taking a knee to protest the racial injustice the systemic racism that's been happening in our country for a very long time. I played football and baseball for the first half of my life. And, you know, it's interesting with, with my teammates, I think even more so in football, just the nature of the sport, uh, the violence, the, the work that goes into to being a great team, the color of anyone's skin, it, it never really entered my mind. Because that was, you know, that was that was my brother. Offense, defense, like didn't matter. We were there as a team to win. We were there. We were on a mission. That's a brotherhood that just never goes away. So it's interesting. There, 
a lot of these things that are coming up today never entered my mind. But now when I look back on it and someone poses that question to me, like, okay, Bailey, you're getting pulled over by a police officer. I don't have, I don't have any fear. I'm not worried that a cop's going to pull out their gun on me, that they're going to be rough with me. Like who, who am I to say to a black man that you should feel this way or that way? I have I have no idea what it's like to be a black man in America. So how, how can I, how can I judge that? How can I not believe when I hear that when they get pulled over, they're literally in fear for their lives. So if I really want to do the work, then I imagine that I am in their shoes and that I am getting pulled over and I am having that fear. It's terrifying. It's the thought of being a black man being pulled over in America by a police officer or police officers being asked to get out of the car, getting handcuffed, the thought of it terrifies me. And so for everyone who's not fully engaging in what's happening right now in this movement, all lives matter. What, you know, why is it? Yes, of course, all lives matter. But I think, and again, it's just my opinion, that those who are fearful of this movement, those that are resisting this change are just scared and afraid. So what I would say to those people, I would tell them that it's okay. Let's go into that fear. Let's look at that. Let's put the light on that. Let's get that feeling in our body a little bit and try to understand. And don't put up our walls, keep a clear mind, keep an open heart. Let's go into our spiritual gangster mode and deal with it with, with love and empathy and compassion. Let's get that fear out of there. Let's work through that fear. You know, I talked about it in the book, just, you know, put the sword down, stop fighting. Nobody's attacking you. And then, and only then, can we all go forward together. This is my hope for change. Thank you for listening in truth. So don't forget to breathe Don't forget to breathe Your life is here, no 11th hour of brief So don't forget to Spray